Welcome to the Love Grove Podcast, where we talk about marriage, life, faith, current events, and everything in between. Oh, and most importantly, love. Come on. Learn how to live your best life in our world today. What up, my Love Grove people? This is Donnie. And this is Meredith. And today we're going to be talking about challenges of an interracial marriage and immigration talk. I bet y'all can't wait to hear what we have to say about this. <laughs> For one, we're affected by both of these topics. So, Most definitely. So um, I feel like... Um, and we're going to talk about this briefly. We're going to talk about interracial marriage first, and then we're going to kind of touch on immigration. I feel like in, in the whole immigration thing, a lot of people have already touched on it. Everyone's put their opinion in it. So we're going to give our little we'll give five our, cents. <laughs> we'll give our little five cents, and I promise we won't make it long and drawn out. Right. We'll just bring you some facts, and then we'll bring you some personal opinion, and there you go about keep it. Keep it moving. And then you can continue on with your opinion. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. Most definitely. I feel like, though, it's good to enlighten on everyone. Everyone has a different take on it and because right. everyone has a different experience with it. Right. So it really just depends on where you're coming from with it. So Your point of view. Absolutely. Perspective is so important. But on interracial marriage, you know, we are, you know, kings and queens about this because obviously we're all up in it. Yep. I'm black. She's white. <laughs> and Dominique's originally from the Bahamas. Yep. And I'm so I'm saying things from a totally different yeah. view than black Americans. And, right. You know, so absolutely. And I am from Louisiana, born and raised. And so I'm sure from the deep if, you, south. if you do your little genealogy, I'm sure we'd all have some type of different mixture or whatever. But ultimately, you know, or I'm white and he's black. And we um, met originally through a mutual friend. Mm-hmm. And so through that, um, I had taken a missions trip. Um, to the Bahamas back in 2005 and um, I never met him we never crossed paths never did anything but it was just what uh, maybe two three years later right we um, started talking or whatever so it was a cool experience because I felt like I knew somewhat of his culture because of experiencing the the Bahamas myself um, being you know with the people but still you do not know each other's culture Um, even if you try to explain it to them, you can right. have some somewhat of a compassion. It's or different whatever. when you're visiting someplace and doing like a missions trip compared to having someone who actually lives there yeah. and takes you around. And, you right. Know, so well, they take you to the actual authentic right. places. Instead of the, like the touristy destinations. The, yeah. the tur- I'm sure that's all we saw was all the touristy stuff. <laughs> Pretty but, much. <laughs> but still, I feel like, um, though, with inter- I think, God, it's so difficult because, you know, with interracial marriages, you have everything. I mean, you could, anything could be mixed. You know what I mean? Right. So you're talking about culture, different cultures that are just mixing um, and to me, I feel like you're seeing more of it now, right. like down South here, like we're seeing more of it now Seen a whole um, lot of it down here, which is good because when me and Dom first got together, you're hardly seeing it, right? very slim. Right. Um, and then when you would, you would see you you'd almost like high five each other. Cause you're like, right. Oh my uh, God, <laughs> we're the rare ones. <laughs> I just give the nod, you know. Right, and like you're acknowledging, like yes, thank yeah, you. Other people like, like us out there. Yes, <laughs> we're like not like an endangered a, species or I something. I know, and put like a smile on your face, and that because you know the thing is, is not everyone's going to approve of your relationship, whether right. you're in an interracial or you're just in a regular one. But I honestly think that this world would be a much better place if there were more interracial couples and more interracial marriages. Well, I don't understand why people have such an issue with it. Right. I mean. 
I don't understand why that is such a huge issue. I mean, even with um, generations and right. age, you know, whatever, I understand the whole, you know, slavery. And I understand people living in those years or whatever, whatever. But we are beyond but those I years. Feel we are like in a new I feel like time. The, yeah, I feel like the people who've lived here now and are still alive currently have already transitioned out of that right. life. So I don't understand why we're still having teenagers hate crimes and and the old ones who dealt with the whole civil rights movement you know they're the ones talking about you know you need to move forward and you know and the younger ones are still talking about oh slavery i'm like come on we're done with that time you can move forward absolutely think of a solution instead of keep bringing up the past all the time exactly because the thing is is like we've the things that we've kind of faced in our relationship has been like Everything from um, people who just being hostile towards us, um, negative, right. negative stereotypes. Do you remember when we were walking into? I think it was, um, it was Bed Bath and Beyond, mm-hmm. and this older guy, he was like in his eighties or something, and he stopped us. Did you know that back in the day, you two being together would have been illegal? Yeah. And I said to myself, "What that got to do with anything pertaining about to today. anything?" Right. I know. You just felt the need to come and stop us and I'm saying that nonsense. I know. It was was, unnecessary. It was very unnecessary. I remember that. And I remember this um, black lady stopped us in a... Well, not really stopped us, but... She was doing a, a drive-by. A drive-by. A slow, slow drive-by. We <laughs> I remember out, that. We were coming out of Walmart. Right. And um, we were just like anything. And by the way, we don't shop at Walmart anymore. We don't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the Dom was holding, um, holding my hand. And so we were just walking out like norm- like we normally do. and um, She slowed she all slowed the way down, down, rolled her window down, yep. and gave us like the meanest, ugliest, nasty. <laughs> look. I mean, look. And I was like, what? I'm like, what did I do to you? And didn't she say, mm-hmm? She did. <laughs> and I was like, okay, mm-hmm, right back to you. And she rolled it up and then sped off. And then sp- I know. So I don't get- I'm telling you. I'm like, you. what is going I on? I mean, I remember I would get like, like looks. You know, like black girls that are around our same age oh, would look yeah. at me like I done stole the last black man on earth. All right. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, this is. And I'm what, like, I'm not even from this country. It's like, <laughs> like really? No. And then what people don't realize too is that what would make me so mad is that you are like hating on someone else's relationship. You don't know how these two people got together. Exactly. And you know, Dom and I, it was such a divine, like God thing. It was a God thing. It was that, definitely that um thing. that it makes me so mad because the people didn't understand that. All they could see was the physical that we were two obviously two different cultures. Right. And I'm like, this is just annoying because for one, I'm not gonna sit there and explain my relationship to you. Right. For one. Because I don't owe an explanation to anyone. Right. And then second I'm not going to sit there and accept how you're going to treat me. So right. you can do what you want to do on your end. But on my end, I'm going to continue on and do what I'm doing the rest of my day. And I'm not going to allow you to affect me or affect my relationship. Because I've seen and I've heard that it has happened to people where other people's stereotypes and other people's discrimination and other people's viewpoints have torn people apart and you don't need to allow other people the way they think about you or your relationship affect your relationship your relationship is your relationship when you close your doors at home that's that's your personal business that's your place exactly with your spouse so you will you don't allow anyone else any a family member no one because i have a family member a couple of them um, that didn't approve of me marrying a black guy. So I remember when I got married to Dominique, 
Um, I was removed from their Facebook or whatever. They talked to all the other um, right. nieces and nephews and some of that. But they don't have anything to say to me. Right. I, they see me in public. If I'm alone, they'll speak to me. But if I'm with Dominique, they won't speak to me. So it's like... And what do we do? Smile in their face and keep and it pushing. And you go on. <laughs> because my thing is, your viewpoint is not going to change no. my decision. You keep your cold, racist heart. And well, don't bring but, that mess over here. Absolutely. But my thing is, if you were to look at their life, nothing in their life is any greater or better than anyone else. Exactly. Like if you like you don't have anything that I want. Exactly. For one. Why would I even surround myself with someone like you? Right. And so even if it's family that is disagreeing against your marriage, shake them off. And family and can be cut on. off just like anybody else too. I'm like my thing is if people are not willing to accept the decisions that you make when it comes to your marriage or when it comes to just life decisions, you need to put them in a certain pile right. and you leave them there until that they can um, have a respectful viewpoint of what you decided to do with your life. I mean, life. and even when they, you know, come around, oh, well, it's not so bad or whatever. I mean, I still won't mess with them. Well, no. You know, but well, I'll love them from a distance. Absolutely. Not hey, whatever. And that. just keep it moving. Absolutely. Because you have to understand that there are certain expectations that you have. Because what will happen, I've heard this over and over again that people would be like, Oh, um, he's so exotic or she's so, she's so exotic and, right. um, talking about different cultures. Cause right. it can be attractive, um, to date outside of your race. But what right. you don't realize is you're accepting a lot of other things that go with it. Exactly. And if you don't have the foundation in your own marriage, you have other things that are going to separate you. And then you have the different fact that it's still not acceptable for you to be together. So you have to have enough foundation, obviously, to be like, hey, I love my husband regardless. And whatever people are going to have to say, they're going to have to say it. Even if you're an introvert, even if you care about what people think, whatever, you've got to get to that point where you cannot care. Because if you start caring about that, it's going, your marriage is going to go it's gonna ruin your marriage. all the way down. And, it's, and the very thing that brought you together, you can't even accomplish because... Right. People are distract. But we're not the type of people to really listen to any outside. Oh yeah. Well, the other the thing of that is that's our personality. I have to remember that a lot of people do not have our right. No right. filtered. We uh, just don't care. Right. Right. We don't care what people think. We don't care what people have to say. We know what we're working towards, so we continually every day to move towards that place. Absolutely. And any outside influences who have something negative to say, you just. Are placed in that particular box, right? And we keep it moving. Absolutely. You know, another thing that comes up in um, interracial marriages a lot of times, I hear it because people are waiting for Nam and I to have kids. So they talk about children, right. mixed kids, and the first thing you know when they when they know that obviously they a lot of people know that because I've been married for so long. They're like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to y'all have kids. Mixed kids are so pretty. I've seen some ugly mixed kids, no, just like yeah. anybody else. So, <laughs> Gremlin-looking mixed kids. <laughs> so they're Gargoyles. not... <laughs> mixed kids are not exempt from ugliness. Exactly. But here's my thing. You, don't not, you do not have kids to have the poster kid because you're in a mixed marriage. For one, we've talked about this in our last podcast a couple of podcasts back about kids being necessary and doing it in the timing and all that kind of stuff that's necessary. When it comes to your kids, you got to understand that when you're already in a culturally different relationship, you're coming from different viewpoints, different cultures, different being raised differently. 
you got to understand, too, that when you're bringing kids together, y'all got to be on the same page when it comes to parenting. Right. When it comes to parenting styles, when it comes to even how you're going to explain to your children the different cultures. And you definitely have to just be intentional, I think, with anything. Because you just got to just be, I think, for anything for us, though, too, Dominique and I, is it's been just an open book. You know, right. whatever you feel, you feel and you say it and you get it out there and then you deal with it. And so I think that's the most, when you have an environment like that, no one feels restricted or feel like they can't talk or do whatever. So you've got to have that type of open book environment in your house so that people can feel, right. you know, whatever. So another thing that kind of irks me moving past the children is knowing yourself when you're in a cultured relationship. What do you mean by cultured relationship, babe? <laughs> I'm just saying it could be a vast majority. A, a vast of different, you're right. <laughs> is be yourself. Oh, this topic. <laughs> yes. Like, don't change who you are. To and fit in. To fit into <laughs> that culture. Yeah, I know. <laughs> because, okay, I can, only t- I can only talk from the white perspective, right. obviously. <laughs> but I've seen so many white people females particularly try to change the way they speak change right. the way they um carry themselves and talk and stuff like that and what and keep in mind this is not an acting white or acting black thing this is just a being yourself thing right you know right when you because you can take because dom would always have um even in the bahamas right they they would always call him white boy or whatever because dom has always been very proper and like Proper with an edge. Right. But very intentional. (laughs) Like when he would speak, it was very intentional and focused. And that was the type of kid and teenager he was. So in the Bahamas, it was like, because he was, everyone was like, just chill, 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 you know, because he was just very intentional. Everything was, it was on purpose. You know, he was always just like that. He had, his brain is just like that. But in that with, I see other people and it's, and I'm glad you said that about the whole talking white, talking black thing and just being trying to do that whatever but i've seen people where i know the type of person you were before you got with this person and you were not that person it's it's just ugly to me and it's sad because what attracted that person to you was that fact that you were that way exactly and now you're changing because you feel like you need to fit into their family or fit into whatever when i got with dom and his mom and when i met his mom for the first time never once did i go in there and say all my bohemian slang or try to talk with a bohemian accent right or try to act like i knew everything about the bahamas i didn't she loved my accent and so she would just tell me to say different things because she'd be like just say this say this i want to hear how you say it so but i stayed true to who i was and this is who i am and blah 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 and 10 years later they've still accepted me and they love me for me and i don't feel and i don't have to put on when i'm with them no i am myself you shouldn't feel like you're taking a mask on and putting a mask off right you know it's just weird to me when you're when you're dealing with that to yourself right because i mean there's nothing more beautiful than seeing your spouse you love them and they have a character about themselves that's just beautiful yeah you know but the minute you get into the relationship and years pass by they start to morph into something that you don't know it's like absolutely you're not me you know what i'm saying absolutely be you absolutely there is so much stuff that comes along with being you that that adds to the relationship right. so be you and that's what you loved about exactly them, you know that's what you continue to love about them most definitely so the thing is anytime you start to be something else it becomes work 
Because you're having to work up. Like I said, it's ugly. It's just weird. It's it awkward. Because you're having to work up like something that you're not. Right. So you're never really your true self. Right. Which eventually catches up with you. So in that too, you got to know, um, not only knowing yourself, but knowing your differences, right. like knowing what you're culturally, what is different, you know, like, um, like I know when we got married, you know, a lot of people do different things culturally when you get married. Well, in the Bahamas, there wasn't really anything super different than when, how it's we get married. Church wedding. That's, that's pretty right. much it. But there's, I know there's other cultures that have different things that they bring in. And Ceremonial stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and that's fine. And, you know, and I feel like you should, um, take all those into consideration. But in that before, like really committing into a relationship with anyone, you've got to know the different religious, um, traditions. You got to right. know the, even, I even know cultures that have certain foods you can't eat. Right. You know, um, I've got some, I know I have some clients that their, um, husbands and stuff don't believe in birth control. You know, based on, um, and they have six kids. Right. I mean, based on. I don't think it's worth getting married to someone who doesn't share your same faith. Not your same faith, nor your same, I think your beliefs in general, like your moral moral compass. Right. Like, and you even talk about gender roles, right? Like every culture has different viewpoints of that. Like whether a female should stay at home and cook or. You know, a woman should be out working too, and a man right. should be. So there's culturally a different. In viewpoint this day and age, both parties need to be working. Absolutely. The type of society that we live in, especially, it depends on if you have like a office type job. You know, right. sometimes those um, companies fold, and it's great to have a a spouse that's making money and who Absolutely. can bring money into the house. Because you don't know what could happen for right. one, so you can't. And females are pretty much owning it this day and age. Thank you. <laughs> they are yes, banking. They are. So, I mean, let your wife bring some big bucks in. It'll only help the household. That's my thing. Is It's a team thing. And don't feel like, man, don't feel like, oh, you ain't a man because, you know, you ain't making more money than your wife. That's garbage. Mm. You and your wife are one. Let your wife bring the thousands, the millions of dollars in the house and, and just spend it. <laughs> Pretty much. Just sit there and spend it. Pretty much. (laughs) No, I feel... um, It's the same part. It's your money, too. So just keep it moving. And differences is not going to cause your marriage to fail. But what will cause your marriage to fail is not dealing with the obvious differences that there are. And to handle them effectively and handle them with care. Because the differences are going to be there regardless. Regardless if you're in a... um, Because culturally, you're being raised differently. You know? Dom and I had a very different upbringing. Um, growing up as kids, I mean, the way that my parents disciplined, of course I got beat down cause I was just bad. So Dom would get beat down too. But even like, um, just how our parents were, how our parents dealt with things, how, um, how we dealt with, uh, anger and how everyone right. deals with things differently. Culturally, it's very different. I remember when Dom and I first got together, um, our first date was actually at Applebee's. <laughs> And Dom was so passionate. Now get now this is like the young Dommy. Okay. So twenty one years yes. old. Yes. <laughs> so it was so funny because he would he they brought the food wrong. And of course the one person that has an issue and is very particular about stuff, they bring They're gonna his send food a crazy wrong. waiter to us. I know. So Dom's having to like break it down and tell this guy his food's horrible. And I'm like, Dom, you're being so mean and he's like, Dom is so passionate. About everything, like even done his food. Now, let me tell you, as time has, has progressed, <laughs> Dom has been 10 times better. 
But Dom is so passionate because that culturally they're very intense. Right. And so, but then they're, they're intense, but they get over it and, and then they move go on. on. Right. And they everyone, don't harp on things. No. And then you move on and then there's no, no like evidence that it's happened. Right. Other than the fact that the person they threw up on is having to deal with it. But it's it. not throwing up. It's just speaking. I know what, what you're you saying. want. You know? I, I know what you're saying, but it was, it was funny. So in that, the whole, the whole, getting on to him about food and stuff. I was like, Dom, it's food. Like, it's, it's not really food. not that big it's something I have deal. to put in my body. Make sure the art is right. See? And he's still explaining that situation. <laughs> Simple as that. Still. It's not rocket science. He would take an order for chicken wings and broccoli and all that type of stuff. Just, just write it down, take it in the back, bring my art out. I don't even know what they brought back. But, I mean, it was chicken wings, <laughs> but I don't think it was the right one. I think it I don't know. I right. forget what it was. But... It's like, those are those little small things that you have to kind of, and it's not deal breakers. It's just funny. We go back and look back right. and we're like, I, I just roll and laugh about the things that Dom used to care about and whatever. I was crazy. <laughs> I was crazy too, though. I mean, I, I can't, I'm not yeah, exempt. You were. You were. <laughs> that's all you're going to say about that? Yeah. That's all I'm going to say about it. <laughs> okay. So let's talk. The last few minutes, let's let's kind of talk about the immigration stuff that's going on right now. Um, obviously, if you have not been aware or been, if you've been under a rock, you there's you probably still heard about it. Mm-hmm. It's very intense, and I feel like everyone has come up with their different viewpoints and their different things on it. You know, my biggest thing is every, Trump is like always the person to blame for everything. Right. And I'm just going to say first and foremost, I am not an advocate for Trump. Right. Okay. So everything I'm going to say, it's, I'm not like he's the best president in the world. Do I feel like he has terrible decision-making? Absolutely. Especially there, when it comes to Twitter. He's a Twitter. For real. <laughs> it's a Twitter fanatic. But I also feel like we have to, um, figure out a way to kind of go through this. But I also think he is making some great decisions as far as... I feel like he really is making some great decisions. But I feel like... As far as protecting the country. Right. I feel like, though, people are making it like that he was the one doing all this and it really wasn't. like Doing all of what? (coughs) Okay. So let's just get down to facts real fast. 2002, when George Bush Jr., he was the one that signed the law that allowed separation of the families at the border. And so no one made a big deal about that. Like no right. one even talks about that. And then when Obama got into administration, he didn't do anything about from it. From 2008 to 2016, Obama did nothing to change anything. He didn't touch it. No, he did not. And then now media wants to bring in 2018, now that Trump is president, they want to bring all these pictures back from 2014. That was right. like, these kids being fenced in a like a almost like, like a kennel, like a cell or something. Yeah, like a dog kennel type thing with barb, like not barbed. It's a makeshift cell, babe. Right. So I'm like, that's pretty much what it was. And I'm like, so you're making it seem like these kids are being tormented and right. not being fed. They're crying and, because they're away from their parents. They are babies, so of right, course they're gonna cry. Right. So the issue that I have with that is that the media is going to twist whatever you think you're not going to even They're know pulling out the heartstrings well you're not even going to know the real facts to be honest we right. don't even know the 100 percent real facts right i mean come on if y'all watch scandal you see all the stuff that'd be happening behind the scenes oh my god <laughs> <laughs> olivia pope 
an associates. Right? So I'm saying is like, we don't know. We only know what they want to tell us. And if you trust everything that the media tells you, you're going to put all your faith in the Ugh. wrong and the wrong thing. You're going to go crazy. The media is only going to expose what they want to expose. Yep. And I mean, you just have to like take it for what it is. Right. And what happens is a lot of people are looking at this emotionally instead of looking at it practically. You know, people who have children are looking at this like, oh my God, it would be terrible to be separated from my kids. All these people are trying to do is to get a better life. Right. But they still have to abide you by the laws of the land. You have to. Okay, so you're talking about a better life, okay? Well, if you're Just not- like that, I'm pastor who I'm came over. And, um, oh, yeah. He um, started a church and he started to teach and all that type of stuff. Yep. And then when the, the agents came and got him, you know, he was saying, well, I'm a pastor, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, you still didn't come into the country the right way. Absolutely. How could you be teaching the word of God and telling people to live right when you have to look over your shoulder 24-7, you know? You're not in the country the correct way. Absolutely. And the issue that I have with this is people are talking about they're just trying to come over for a better life, blah, blah, blah. What you don't realize is that Trump and enforcing the law, you had to remember. is a beautiful thing. That he is a president. He is the president of the United States. It's his constitutional mandate to protect the country. Exactly. So his choice, the choice that he has, he has to choose to protect. Yes. He swore an oath to do that. So he has the his zero tolerance policy. That's his that he is treating that lawbreakers. You're a criminal. You broke the law. You didn't come over correctly. If you wanted to come over correctly, that's what they have asylum for. Exactly. That when you're in a third world country or you're in an environment that you're having danger to yourself, you go for asylum. Mm-hmm. In that, one thing that I know in doing some research on this. What Trump is trying to do is asylum takes more than 20 days, but there's a policy put into place that they can speed it up. Yeah. There's only a policy that's put into place that takes 20 days when he's trying to get asylum, people who are going for asylum to 20 to kind of put it in that 20 day period. Because what happens is in 20 days, if those, it doesn't get resolved or they don't get deported um, then what happens? Those kids will go into foster care because in their own country, in their own country, because or they're trying to find a family member in the United States that for them to go them. to. Right. But what a, a lot of people don't realize, right, is these kids sometimes are not even their own children. They're bringing over. They call it a catch and release. And so what happens is, before when people would cross the border, you would they would have like a system where they would allow allow families to go through and they would just give them a court date. Right. And so in that you would have to show up to court and then they would either deport you at that current time or they would allow you to enter the, enter the country. But they would never show up with a date. But they would never show up. And so this is what the issue they were having is now these illegals are, and I say illegals, the illegal aliens, they are illegals. now <laughs> going and living life under the radar. Right. And this is where we don't have control of what's happening. You know, and that's where the problem came on. in for me. Right. Because the issue that makes us so mad about everything and why it gets me so heated. And so if I get pretty intense and passionate, it's, Let because, it out, baby. it's because it irritates me because people don't understand the other side of immigration. Dom and I spent two years, $4,000 just to get him to be able to work. And for a worker's permit. And for, yeah, and, and to have permanent residence. Exactly. So, and the reason why we didn't even want to go any further you don't have at this to. point be a citizen to no, do everything. No, you can be a permanent resident and work for the rest and, of your life, you know, and have social security and you do all that. 
Um, but you can't but vote. But you can't vote. That's the only thing that you um, cannot do. But you almost have to take a break because right. that permanent residency was not easy. It was not. We had to go to immigration lawyers. You had to take meetings. And it was a whole long, drawn-out process. And there was process. like four to five different places we had to go. Yes. You had to get fingerprinted. You have to go through all this. So the way the and, and the amount of money you spend just to get um, um, going is intense. I mean, it's crazy. But the thing that would get on my nerves is we would see, and Dom and I would share a vehicle. It was a Honda Civic. Right. Dom couldn't even get his license because he didn't have a social security number. So he was driving with <laughs> So everything is like a domino effect. <laughs> yeah. So you had to like, and so he had a, had his Bahamas license. Well, and you can only use that for 90 days. Right. And so then eventually days. that expired. So he couldn't really drive. I mean, right. we were limited um, on that. And if he were to drive and get caught, then he would be Arrested. considered. Yeah, considered that not driving without a license. Mm-hmm. And so we had to get all this stuff in order just for him to drive, just to be a normal person. Right. Whatever. But just you normal people, everyday functions, you know? He wasn't even insured for a long, a, a long time because of that. So, I mean, the, the main thing that would get on our nerves is that we would see people and they would be driving these Dodge Ram trucks, right. huge. Because you worked new. for a <laughs> lady. She's Hispanic. Yeah, she's Hispanic. And she's from she started on so Mexico. Right. Mex- I mean, straight from, yeah, I think it was Monterey. Right. Being exposed to just her clientele. And a lot of them were naturalized citizens that did, right. did it right, right. But then she also had a lot that weren't. Right. And she actually was telling me that car accident actually happened Right outside of so our So there was a salon. car accident. Yeah. Right outside of our salon. And it was an illegal alien. Mm-hmm. He um, ran the light. And he ended up killing the woman. The, the car was flipped on the top of the car. Right. On top of the car, yeah. And um, the woman ended up dying. And he fled the scene. And he fled the scene. Well, here's the thing. What people don't realize is you have no closure. Now, this person who's crossed the border illegally, which is a criminal. Right. Which is a lawbreaker. Exactly. And now... Is that is now this person that has no closure. The family has no closure, no compensation. Because he's free and alive right no now. No anything. No anything. They have no records of him. They don't know who he is because he's not documented. Exactly. And there's no car insurance, no anything. So these people are left with a bill and they're left with things yeah. because. And their mother, their sister. Is dead. It, right. And they cannot take, you cannot take that life back. Exactly. So people want to talk about, oh, just let them over here because they want to live a better no, life. No, they, they have to do have things opportunity. the right way. Absolutely. Have to. And I, mean, I 100% agree with Trump when it comes to enforcing that law. Absolutely. It, it, it needs to be enforced. Because it's causing people like myself and people who are actually um, contributing to the United States, you know, problems. Yeah, absolutely. Because the thing is, is a lot of people want to compare people who are on Medicaid or on on welfare and they want to compare that to what the to legal citizens. My thing is, is we already have enough people that are getting free government assistance exactly we don't need anybody else that's that when you come over you need to come over correct exactly and when you come over you need to come over and you need and and i will say pay for taxes just like how absolutely but if you're talking about mexicans if we're talking because that's the big thing right now is mexico mexicans they're fleeing they're fleeing mexico is you their stereotype is that they work hard Everyone wants to say that they work hard, right. but just like anything else, you cannot you cannot clump up a a actual um, what do you call that a culture. Right. You can't clump them all up and say they're all hard workers. Right, you've got people in there that a are lot criminals. Of them aren't, right, yeah, you got a lot of them that 
you know, are here and their very intent is to have criminal activity. Exactly. This is why they don't show up for their court dates because exactly. they don't care. They're they in the don't. country, so it doesn't matter. And they're going to live under the radar. So you can't just be like, oh, let me just help them out. And they have kids and everyone wants to pull on your heartstrings. But to be Things honest, have to be done the correct way. Do it the correct way and then bring your family so over. You don't have to look over your shoulder every single day of your life. Right. So send somebody and then allow them to come bring your family over after that. Right. You know, come one at a time if you have to. But um, but do it correctly. What a lot of people don't realize, too, is that asylum, you can apply for that. Apply for it and move on. And you'll right. be good to go. And another thing, though, and this is the last thing we're going to talk about, and I'll be done with the immigration situation because it gets on my nerves every time I talk about it, <laughs> is people make a big deal about them being separated from their families, but right. you're breaking the law. You mean you're a law with, with Trump enforcing or right. with the they're, border situation? You mean just in... Just in general. Okay. They're okay. upset just about being this whole separation of families. Right. That's the big deal is why are you separating... You know the f- mothers and fathers to the children, and the media loves to play the the fathers and mothers at the airport, and, yeah, and they crying. aren't going into playing, crying and screaming. It's right. like you are not in this country legally, right? And so what they don't understand is this is a decision they made to cross the border. It's your decision illegally, exactly. You drug your minor child, which could your be wife. a newborn, exactly. to 10, 12 years old. You went miles and miles and miles in the desert. Right. Okay. You drug your child. You put them in harm's way to just cross the border. You made them a criminal by crossing the border illegally. Right. And then on top of that, you get mad when you when they catch you at the border. And the first thing they're going to do is split you up. Well, the thing is, is when you're deported, your whole family goes with you. Those kids go with you. Right. When they're When you're deported, they go with you. They're not right. going to stay... But not their, the ones who were born here, right? No, the okay. ones who were born here had their right to right, to be they, there. They stay here, right? But the, that's the thing that irritates me with that is that you have it's a decision you have made. Right. A, you made a quality decision to do that, and you know the consequences if you're caught. And my thing is, is just like criminals in the United States, they break the law that they they don't have their families in jail with them. Exactly, they're separated from their families because of the decision they made. And the part that I dislike is that. When they get separated, they try to make the public feel sad because they are being separated. Yep. I mean, it's a sad situation because you're being separated from your kids and your wife and stuff like that. But that's a decision that you made, like you said. Yeah. And one thing that you... And it's not being cold-hearted that that you don't care about that, but that's that's an issue that needs to be sorted out. And I think Trump is doing a good job with getting that sorted out. Right. And I just want to say this, just because the media has orchestrated this these pictures and whatever the media does not care that the families are separated. The right. media are literally is only reporting what they're saying. When you're talking about their viewpoints and things like that, they're only doing it to cause drama and right. distant. Like, what do you call that? Um, don't ask me. You know, I was, I'm not- I was about to use, <laughs> look, I was trying to be smart and use a big word, but I, I, I epically felt that down if you're not just- I know I may need to bring, bring, no bring, bring it back down. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so if I be asking you, <laughs> and I write spell this. What is this? Did I use that in the right tense? Lord. But it's it's a very difficult um, topic, and so you know our viewpoints and things that we've brought out in this. Don't take it personally. We right. just have a we lived it. You know, we lived the whole exactly. immigration thing. We we experienced the good, the bad, and the ugly. 
and we walked through it ourselves and we had our own frustrations. And experience calling immigration and them not being any help. Right. Absolutely. Calling three and four times and not getting no answers. Yeah, it's not they, how many times we Right. Called. They send us back to an immigration lawyer and said, ask your immigration lawyer. Yep. So it's like a, a vicious circle, you know? Because those, yeah. those workers are like on their guard. Like, you know, uh, you're going to work to get in this country because right. there are millions of people who are just sucking this economy dry. Right. And that's the thing is um, they even have a thing when you cross, when you do become a permanent resident, they have a thing put into place that you cannot apply for Medicaid up to five years, I think it is, or something right. like that. Um, and I think that's a great thing because right. you. this is the reason why you have people who sponsor you. Um, to come into the country, um, who are who can support you financially until you can get on your feet. Right. And this is the reason why is like if you want these people in your country and you want them to be a part of your life, then they need to come and they need to come correct. And I think this is very important. So a lot of people don't even know that. A lot of people think that when people come over the country, they go get on Medicaid and they go. You can't no, do that. No, you can't. <laughs> you cannot get on Medicaid without that. But I have known that people have actually stolen social security numbers yep. and done that to, they're illegal and they come over and they have been on Medicaid. Right. And, um, I, I don't see, I feel like there's got to be things that we got to put into place to prevent that from happening. Yes. Just for one, if you, you're spending illegal aliens or spending all their time and energy to try to get by and get past the system, if they just spent the time and the energy to actually do it correctly, right. they would never have to worry about looking over their shoulder, being deported, being separated from their families. They exactly. wouldn't have to worry about anything. You're already that. in the country. Just sign up for the stuff. Absolutely. It's right online. Absolutely. And if you need any help, don't ask us. Do it the right way. Absolutely. It's not worth not um contributing to where you're living and actually you know you you start a family you have friends and you know you have to contribute to wherever you're staying absolutely and you know that's you have to and you have to would, contribute to society well no that would be like if are. i try to go to the bahamas right you know there's certain things that i have to do to become a citizen of the bahamas and the bahamas just recently started um value added taxes yep so I mean, you have to contribute. So well, and Dom, I was telling me too in the Bahamas. Contribute, contribute. I know, but that's that's a Bahamian thing. Right. <laughs> contribute. Um, that in the Bahamas, the Haitians, right? Mm-hmm. They they had to boot out the um, illegal immigrants they had that were crossing right. over the they, border. They started to um to do the same thing here. You know, they yes. started to collect uh, illegals and. Yes, they were like the busloads. They were like, and they yeah. had videos all over, you know, their it's Facebook sad, and stuff like that. But I mean, you're illegal. You have to and abide by the laws of the land. Yeah. So it is one of those things where I feel like immigration, it could be up to opinion. And right. ultimately, if you've never experienced it before, you don't know what you're talking about. So if you've not really walked immigration, just, you know, agree to disagree and you just move on. And don't. Be moved by everything you see on TV. It's sad, yes. But at the end of the day, something needs to be done about the immigration problem. Absolutely. Absolutely. Something really needs to be done about it. Because it's just Everywhere. In my country, in the U.S., it's a huge problem. Yes, you're trying to find a better life, but they are creating avenues to do things the correct way. So you can contribute. Yep. Contribute. <laughs> to wherever you're staying. And, and contribute to... So just helping. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, guys, thank you for joining us today. 
and um, hanging with us in what we were talking about. And make sure you hit that um, that subscribe. subscribe, and you also make sure to review and rate and rate us, please, and leave a comment. Please do. And so <laughs> we'll see you guys. Well, I do that every time. Yeah. We will talk to you, talk to you guys. later. All right, peace. Thanks for listening to the Love Grow Podcast with Meredith and Dami. Let us know your thoughts by leaving your review. And be sure to subscribe and share these episodes through iTunes. You can also connect with Meredith and Dami through Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Until next time.